Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. My name is Monique. And my name is Sydney. <laughs> and I am funky. Oh. Well, come on, Dad. Because, listen, so I hope y'all can feel this smile because I am so excited about this show today because it's so many that were my favorite. So today we are talking about what was your favorite sitcom? From back in the day. What was that sitcom, baby, that you had to get home and watch? Because one no DVR, one no shit, one even no VCRs back in the day-day. Wasn't no VCRs back in the day day. Somebody put the Packers. The Packers, okay. What's the Packers? You the fucking Packers. That's what's up. We're the Packers. Come on, come on. We're doing our thing. It's a new type of swing. Come and join us. Come on. We're the Packers. Come on. Back in the day. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Wasn't that the best? That was the best. Rodney Jenkins did that. Wow. Rodney Jenkins and Countess Vaughn. Came up with that theme song. And then Come on, baby. Okay. So back in the day, when I was watching sitcoms, I would have to say one of my favorite all-time sitcoms was Good Times. Good Times. Good Times was probably my favorite because it made you laugh. It made you cry. It made you think. It, in, even as a kid, I went through all of those emotions. Okay, so, okay, so, so many of the episodes was my favorite episodes of Good Times, right? But this one was like the one that just really did it for me. Remember when Roz and Shirley went to stick up the Evans family? Rise and Shirley. It was Shirley Hemphill, and I don't know the other act. I know you talk about, yeah. They went to ride them. And Walona was able to get the gun. Right. <laughs> when she got that gun. <laughs> when she got that gun, you felt every, you were in the living room with them because you was like, get them, get them. Oh, please. Like, you were just there. Right there. You were right there with that show. So good times for me, it was, it was just real. It was funny. You really believe that. James and Florida, you couldn't tell me they weren't really husband and wife. You can't tell them. And, and I think it was great because, to a degree, those sitcoms, they, they raised us as children. Because even though you saw James and, you know, you saw the family and you saw the struggles, your struggles may not have been exactly like their struggles and or they may have been, but what you saw as a, a young male, especially as of color, a father who was there for his family through thick and thin, and he was going to make something work. And they, you know, through the balance of that family, you were like, wow. And then you see the dynamics of what everyone aspired to be, and you just said, you know, you want a dad like James, like, you know, if something go wrong, James guy. He gonna stand, he gonna, you know, he gonna he gonna find a way to make it right. One of my favorite episodes was when 
James when uh Rolona, not Rolona, uh Florida tried to do something nice for the family and they had a little extra money and they went down to the to the supermarket and got some beef and the beef was bad. <laughs> and then the store owner, who kinda reminds you of uh what's his name from uh, Morris Day. He reminded you of Morris Day in the time back in, but he ran the store and they ran the game down on him to eat his own meat. And then he got his boy down there to make it seem like he was from the Food Drug Administration. Just how they work things out. But yes. as as tough as the struggle was, they always maintained their integrity. It was tested because James was like, God damn that, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the, the law gave us this money right here. Okay, Florida shit. Now, yes. she's, but no, James. So, it, 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 I loved it. I loved Remember it. when Michael... Listen, there are so many episodes of Good Times, y'all, that it's just, it, it, it fills your heart up because you feel like it was just yesterday. So remember when Michael painted the picture of the black Jesus and put the black, black Jesus, yes, and put the black Jesus up and shit was popping off in the Evans household, baby. Everything they thought they wanted, it was happening. And it was whipping. Listen, it was kicking Florida's ass mentally because she was like, no, everything I've ever known has been a white Jesus. Everything. Then Thelma uh, uh, will come in the house. Mama, you will never guess what happened. And she was like, shit. Tavares <laughs> 561, he just said there, remember when James, this was this was the one for me when you knew James was a man. When they had to make ends meet and he went out there with the pool stick. Come on. And had to get the rent, had to get everything in order. And that's just the way it was. James, you know I don't like no gambling, Florida. Come on. If you don't take your ass on, that's what he wanted to tell her. You Come know on. I love you and I know we and I don't do it normally. But I'm going out here and what we gonna do? We're going to make it today. But this is also what was beautiful about it. Florida and James was that husband and wife that we wish we could have seen coming up. Because Florida was that wife. And this is going to fuck people up when I say it. But so what? She was that wife that knew her place. Like she knew her position. And it wasn't like she was scared of James or none of that. But she knew when she needed to be quiet. Like when James had to go out there and take that pool stick. Yeah. It was like, listen, all this religious shit you get ready to pop off to me, Florida. Go ahead with that shit. Now I'm going out here and get this money. And when I come back, you have it hot and popping. And she would have it hot and popping. You have it hot and popping. Come on now. Can't have it hot and popping. Another one of my favorites um, was Happy Days. Come on. I, I, I love Happy Days growing up because you're like, you're looking at, and when you see it now, you were like, wow, the shit you used to like when you was a kid. Yes. Because you, that was a time of innocence, and a motherfucker wanted to be the Fonz. And I wanted, I wanted no. to be the, I wanted to be the goddamn Fonz and hit shit and be like, and knock the goddamn jukebox on, and not pay no money, and the music play. Daddy, and then be like, hey, I wanted to be the Fonz. Y'all don't tell nobody, but I wanted to be the Fonz. No. I did. I would even remember father said the Fonz ain't real, man. That's Henry Winkler. I he don't act like that. I'm like, well, listen, that may be Henry Winkler and all, but the Fonz is cool to me. Yeah. This is the shit when you say you learn something new every day. For as long as I've been knowing this man, 
I never knew you wanted to be the fun. I wanted to be the fun. No. I wanted to be you know, like him. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. And have a Pinky Tuscadero. Okay, come on with it now. Pinky Tuscadero. I, I thought I wanted. There was a raw chick that was rolling with a man. I was like, yo, that's that's how I want to do it. And look at this. I'm not the Fonz, but I got Pinky Tuscadero. <laughs> And the niggas try to catch us in the Malachi Crunch, but we ain't gonna let them do gonna it. We ain't gonna let them do it. West Coast. West Coast. Coast is West. Says Trip. Shit. You can't swim in the words of Snoop. You bound to Drizzle. Clizzle. Okay then. Now, let me tell you something. I used to love the Fonz mm. till I heard his ass in an interview. And he wasn't the Fonz. He was Henry Winkler. Well, Henry Winkler is far different from the Fonz. And I was like, where's the Fonz? The Fonz was like, hey. Right. Henry Winkler was like, yes, guys. And I said, oh, I won't. What the hell? They took the Fonz. He was acting. Listen. He was acting. I, Happy Days was a good one. But you know what was a favorite of mine? Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Shlemiel. Baby Shlemiel. Incorporated. Hello. Make it on our way, get ready and go now. Do it. Got a thing where we can flow now. What? What? We're gonna make our dreams come true. No, we're not. Do it. Yes, we are. Come on. Sing it. But didn't we sing them damn songs? Hey. We sung them songs. Mork and Mindy, you better get away from me. Wait, wait, wait. Hold now. Come on. Don't then you just said Laverne and Shirley. Can we talk about them for a minute? Why we love them. That's, well, you jump on now. Let me tell you why. Give me some of it. This is why I loved. I was more Laverne than I was Shirley. Because right. Laverne. She didn't want to do shit. Laverne kick it was up. A whore. Oh, like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't associate. But I can't I guess in quietly. Shirley wanted to be with Carmine. Okay, Laverne was like shit. I'm going to be with whoever is coming over for the evening. I just like that about her. Like, right. She was unapologetic. Unapologetic. And she would mix that Pepsi with that milk, baby. Come and on. Listen here. Come on. And then Lenny and Squiggy would bust through the door and what they say? Hello. Come on. <laughs> and y'all thought it was Tyler Perry, my dear. No, it was Lenny and Squiggy that said what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> 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 yes, Laverne and Shirley. Okay, so now listen. Another one of my favorites was the Jeffersons. But before we can get to the Jeffersons, we must get to Maud. Oh, okay, girl. Because Maud was a wheezy was Maud's maid. That's exactly right. Well, come right. on, then. Because she's trying to tell you information that about Abraham who begat. Tell you right. Get it right now. Tell her, Rodman. Who was it? Florida. Oh, wait. So it's good times, not the Jeffersons. Oh, we didn't get to the Jeffersons. Oh, Wheezy was all in the family's yes. maid. Oh, Wheezy right. was damn maid, baby. I knew goddamn well Wheezy was a maid before they moved up. Was she a maid? Wheezy was a maid. Wheezy was Edith. No, she no. wasn't their maid. She, she wasn't their neighbor, she was their neighbor because Wheezy and, and George always had a couple dollars. They was this why you can't get information from Robin <laughs> and Sydney because they'll give you wrong <laughs> shit. Okay? I'm going to give y'all the right shit. Yeah, right. now take it back and say it was the wrong <laughs> shit. Monique up here, this is what happened when your ass get old. Right. Yeah, and, and see, here's the thing. James, his name wasn't James. What was it, baby? On Mars. Come on. I used to know 
but I forgot what it was. But they didn't call him James. It was like Allen or something wild. Look it up. Okay. And, and and so yeah. And listen, we can't forget this one either. Give me a break, I sure deserve it. Right from where I start. You gonna do it like that? That's what I know. Okay then. That's what I know. She was a Tony Award winner. Now Carter was. Yes, she was. Let's not forget Night Court with Marsha Warfield. You can't forget it. Okay. See, these were the sitcoms, in my humble opinion, that it just made your heart warm. You know, you couldn't wait to watch them. Like All in the Family. Archie Bunker was so goddamn rude that I loved him because he was unapologetic about his rudeness, just as was George Jefferson. And one nobody fucked up when George said cracker. No one. And no one was messed up when Archie Bunker said some to the left shit. Well, here's the thing. It was groundbreaking at that time because initially they said when the show came out, they were afraid. And initially, I think it was met with some kind of cold reviews, but then it caught on. So it was like... That was a time where it was, you know, cutting edge for Archie to say the things that he was saying. And then for, uh, 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 what's my man's name? I always say him, did, did all of that. The, the responsible for the Sanford and Son, the Norman uh, Lear. Norman Lear. D- to be groundbreaking where now you have a person of color that's able to retort back with, Archie Bunker, and then, you know, move on up. So that was a groundbreaking time. You can't forget Chico and the man. Come on now, Scat man Crothers, the old man, Freddie Prince. You know, he was like, you know, a, 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 a fun-loving cat. And, you know, when you found out back in the day they had passed away, you was like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? It was like coming home from school. I believe I saw the paper on the step. And he was like on the front page, and he was like, oh, my God, Freddie Prince. That was just like you felt like mm-hmm. you, you knew, knew these people. Yeah, and, and and I think, and his name was Henry. Henry. Okay. Henry, yeah. yeah. Come on now. Florida's husband's first name was Henry yeah, and Evans. and later James. Right, and later turned into James. I remember nine. Because I think that James was a stronger name. Yeah, Henry's just sound like, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Henry, dear Henry. But James, come on now, (laughs) sitcoms from back in the day, and we're going to come up to the 90s, but right now, if we stay around in the 70s, I remember watching Sanford and Son, Red Fox, Fox, baby, Mm -hmm. and let me tell you something, that you couldn't tell me. That that was not Fred Sanford. Right. And he really owned that junkyard. And Lamont was really his son. Mm -hmm. And Esther was really his sister-in-law that he couldn't stand. And, like, you couldn't. Rallo, goddammit, you couldn't tell me Rallo was. Rallo Rallo. was a real cat. Rallo was a real cat. uh, He was a real cat. Rallo. Like, and and what was was the uh, Puerto Rican brother name that lived across? Oh man, Julio! Julio! With like, the goat. The shit he would say to Julio. I remember one time when Julio first moved in the neighborhood, and Lamont was great, started hanging out with Julio, and Fred said, They can't say that S's. So Lamont said, Don't do that, because that man, you just stood up, and he said, Make sure you wear your juice when you go through the joke. And Lamont was like, Pops, I'm not going to let you do that. So you would think that he's not going to say this in front of this man when Mm-mm. he come over to the house. Mm-mm. And sure enough, when he came over, he said, they smell funny. I'm like, oh, my God, he's standing right in front of him. Like, they were just so 
courageous with their brilliance and they were unapologetic for it and I think that's what's missing in our sitcoms now either it's so goddamn deep in politics and you gotta say it right and we gotta address it but back then what would Fred Sanford have said about Black Lives Matter well see here's the thing what would he have said about Donald Trump well you know how he did he would have been like Black Lives Do Matter you know what I mean all lives matter but it would be some kind of ridiculous spin on it but they weren't mean for the sake of being mean. Yes. See, the difference is when people feel like they're not being politically correct, they're not coming with a point of view that has humor in it. It's just something to say that sounds mean, and now it's off-putting for the sake of trying to sound strong. But they really wrote. They really considered and they integrated the humor with the politics and the topics of the day, at least Norman, you know, Norman Lee is his project, you know, kind of stand the test of time. You, yes. you see them, you know, you see what transpires. Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Well, golly. Gomer Pyle. The reason why I used to love Gomer Pyle and my father couldn't stand Gomer Pyle. Like, he couldn't stand like, you liked it. What, what? Because he was nice. And no matter what, he wouldn't let you fuck him up with your bullshit. Vince, Sergeant Vince, no matter how he said, I understand and that's all right. And the only thing that ever made me mad about Goma Powell, only one thing, he wouldn't go here and tap Miss Pooby's ass. No, sir. He wouldn't tap that ass. No, sir, no. He need to go ahead and tap Miss Lou Ann Pooby's ass because she was just as sweet and nice. And I'm like, Gomer, what the hell? And I'm a little boy. And I'm saying, why won't he tap that ass? I'm eight, nine, saying to myself, why won't he tap that ass? I didn't say it like that because I didn't know it. But in retrospect, when I reverse engineered my thinking, what I was really saying is, why don't he go ahead and tap Miss Luann Poobie's ass? Somebody out there, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, this is the shit you find out about... Who you gonna spend the rest of your life with? Right. I didn't know there was a Luann Poopy. Don't need to get your life He took out for this one time. He had the Welsh rabbit, and the Welsh rabbit made him have nightmares. Come on. No. She took it back on you. No. The archives, yo. No. You remember that episode? He kept having them nightmares. He would get up. He would be sleepwalking. He would come out in his underwear and be talking real meat. That's the only time that he talked mean. Yeah. Then you saw he had that big in him. Listen. And I said bigger, y'all. His voice changed and everything. I don't remember that part on Goma. Hey, baby, it's all right. But I'm going to tell you one, one, that is one of my favorites, baby. And when I tell y'all, I would get my ass home from school and cut that TV on because it came on at 3 o'clock. It came on Channel 45, and it was a part of uh, uh, Captain Chesapeake and Moni the Sea Monster, and that was goddamn Gilligan's Island. Let me tell you something, baby. When Mm. Gilligan's Island came on, everything in me lit up because... I absolutely love Gilligan. Gilligan, <laughs> Gilligan was the best baby because Gilligan too, Daddy Bob Denver. Yeah, he just had a personality that said, "God damn it! Even though we shipwreck, we're gonna be all right. Even though this is bad, we're gonna be all right." And what the, we didn't know the subliminal relationships <laughs> that was happening on Gilligan's Island, Gilligan and the Skipper. 
They was together. Wait a minute. Okay, Gilligan and the Skipper, uh, 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 Mr. Howe and Mrs. Howe, well, and sometime Ginger went on over there with the Howes, and then Marianne and Gilligan, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Now you Gilligan see Gilligan was with the professor. Gilligan was with the Skipper, Skipper and Marianne. Come on, we on the island. God damn it, we stranded. Well, who was the professor with? The professor was with everybody. It would, come on now, James and Marianne. Now you well, gonna sit there and talk about everybody. You gonna sit there and talk about knowing who you married to. Now this is your little walk way of thing. Now I I seen what was going down with Miss Luann Pooby and, and Goma Powell that there was some sexual tension. That's where I came to that. I ain't never seen no hints <laughs> of all these extra relationships that you were talking about that happened. Was this after the credits roll? Let me tell you about it, between. Daddy, because that means okay, you wasn't then. paying attention. All righty. Now, 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 let me tell you something. Kick it. Okay? We shipwrecked. All right. Right? Now, yeah. you had uh, Ginger. Right. Marianne. Right. Miss Howe. Right. They the three women on the on the, on the island. There it is. Right? Your then you had the professor. Professor. The skipper. Skipper. Mr. Howe. Mr. And, uh, and, and Gilligan. Gilligan. So you got three women and four men. All right. How long was they shipwrecked? Come on, give it to me. I don't know. It was a little period about five years. They were shipwrecked um, for five goddamn years. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which means one no ass coming on and one no ass going off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now why in the hell do the skipper and Gilligan want to stay up in the same bunk? I don't want to stay with your ass. It's two other bitches here that they ain't got nobody. So why don't we either invite them over to our hut or let's have single hut. So whenever we want to get a taste of Marianne or Ginger, they gonna come up but we go and then on top of all that we're gonna sleep on top of one another <laughs> didn't nobody have no questions didn't nobody say let's have single twin beds that could be side by side but we're gonna be on top what i will say to these, what, what i was they gonna make a bed out of the same goddamn thing they made a bed out of that was swinging what i will say <laughs> is this that is a lot of information that you had and i have no retort for none of that I ain't got no response for that. You win. You win. That's all I'm saying, y'all. Because when you get grown as a child, you don't put it together. You like they just shipwrecked. But if I'm on a goddamn island and I'm shipwrecked for five years, five years, five (laughs) years, and it ain't never gonna be no tension, no no friction, no heat. In between nobody. I mean, it, the truth be told, based upon your thinking, Mr. Howe paid for all of that. The fellas ain't get nothing. Mr. Howe had Lovey, Ginger, and Marianne, based upon the cake tip, okay? He caked them up. He promised, listen, we might not be off the island, but y'all take care of a motherfucker right now. When we do get off this bitch, y'all good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the end of that song. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now see, these are the real sitcoms that they didn't show. They didn't show the it. The goddamn Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Here's a story. Okay. <laughs> I know where this is going. I know this is going. I know where this is going. Because them brothers and sisters, they wasn't related. They, they wasn't no related. Okay. They wasn't the love boat. Come on. They was not related to that was a the damn. love boat in the Brady Bunch household. Okay. Exciting and new. Come aboard. Come aboard. We're expecting We're you. We're expecting you. And these ain't none of my sisters. Okay. 
These ain't none of my sisters. Right. But don't nobody want to talk about don't it. Don't nobody want to talk don't about that, though. Don't talk about it. These are the sitcoms from the 70s. Okay, now see, remember Maud. Maud was the first sitcom that broke down how uh, some of the, uh, the 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 little uh, calling shows to send money in. What the show? You know, telethons. the telethons. Maud was the first show in my little eyes that let you know telethons were scams. In my little eyes, my, as a child, do y'all remember this episode? In my little eyes, so there was they, they was doing a telethon to collect money. For the handicap, Daddy. Who? Maud. Okay. Was. Now, I wish y'all could see my daddy looking at me like he's looking at me because he's looking at me like, I don't know what you get ready to say out you. I've heard this story a thousand times. Because <laughs> I like it. Go ahead. that be so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they doing a telephone, right? And this little girl is sitting in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And they said, her name was Sal. Sally, right? And they said, all baby Sal ever wanted to do was dance. And with your donations, it might be possible that one day children like baby Sal can dance because all she's ever wanted to do was dance. And the people start saying, dance, baby Sal. Dance. Dance, baby Sal. Dance. Dance, baby Sal. Dance. And baby Sal got her ass up out there and start dancing. And start dancing her ass off, baby. Wow. They was trying to sit baby Sal down like, bitch, that ain't what you do. That ain't what you we, do. We have pegged you as being handicapped. Right. You not supposed to dance, so they went to commercial. <laughs> now, I'm a little girl. Now, imagine, I'm like, why would, why would they say that mm -hmm. if she can really dance? Wow. So sitcoms let us sometimes see. Yeah. The schemes and scams yeah. mm -hmm. and was able to laugh at life. So that one right there tickled the shit out. Then there was the Partridge family. Talk about it. Oh, oh you gonna you go <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you gonna throw it out there. Like, you talk about it. I the woke Partridge up family. in love this morning. I woke up in love this morning. Went Who did you, to who's sleep your favorite character? You. Hmm? What was your favorite character on that? I don't really know them. I don't really. Mr. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> you just saying uh, shit. Mr. Kincaid. You just gonna throw <laughs> shit out there. Let the Parkinson family talk about it. <laughs> right. Right. Mr. Kincaid. Mr. Kincaid, Mr. Kincaid was, was having an affair with the mother and Keith. <laughs> you see what happens? And Keith. Okay, this is where she goes. This is where she goes with it. Oh, baby. Did you ever watch My Favorite Martian? You know, Daddy, not really because back then I couldn't connect like that mm -hmm. with space stuff. Oh, okay. You know, Mr. What's the one, Mr. Rogers? There's a problem. Is that it? Will Rogers. No, that would be Lost in Space. Okay, maybe that's why. That would be Lost in Space right now with... No. no. My favorite Martian was on the Earth. Yeah, with Bill Bixby. Yeah, he was on the Earth. And the gentleman, I, I can't you think of You know him when name. you see him. You know him when you see him. Wasn't Bill Bixby the Incredible Hulk? He, he was. Later on Come on, later baby. Years. Okay, don't do not do me. Later years. Okay. I, I won't. How about this? Mr. Ed. You remember that? A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Right. His name is Mr. Ed. Hey, we're over. 
That's how you do. Wilbur, tell me, Wilbur, what the fuck is up with you? <laughs> I used to love Mr. Ed, man. It was incredible. You know, I, I really didn't relate to Mr. Ed either because he was a horse that, right. that could talk. And I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. So sure you have. It Remember the WB frog? <laughs> Remember, it was just like the frog in the cartoons. Remember? That everybody would all, that nobody would see the frog talking except that one man. So he was like the one man that would hear, and the horse yeah, so would he was break trying, things down. He was trying to get money with that frog, and every time, right. it never worked talk, out. Like, every time people would come around, he'd be like, and the frog be like, Ribbit. right. Now, with a horse, he never said nothing. But hey. These are things that I enjoyed. They was, the baby. I'm going to tell you something, though. You know what's missing in sitcoms? The goddamn theme music. Baby, the, the let me tell you something. When you heard Good Times coming on, just the song made you excited. Just looking out of the window, watching the ass folk grow. Thinking about all these hand-me-downs. Y'all not going to... No. I'm not going to entertain that with you. We're going to listen. Keeping your We're head in the water. I love Jeannie. Come on now, baby. That was one of my favorites. That's another one that threw me off, too. Daddy. I didn't understand Major Tony Nelson. I didn't understand him. Once again, I'm like, hold up. Barbara Eden's ass was walking around in sheer shit all the time. Mm-hmm. He had her ass in the bottle. She would do anything for him. <laughs> anything for him. And yet he want to keep her in the bottle. Okay? He didn't want to kick it with her. She could have been good for him. I ain't understand that. I ain't understand it. Somebody help me out with that one. Well, I'm going to tell you about that Okay. One. Because Major Tony Nelson. Yeah. Right? He was scared of her. To do it to her. Because he knew she had powers, right? Mm -hmm. So he didn't want to make no more babies like that. What? But his partner, what was his partner's name? Uh, Major Healy. Major Healy was fucking the shit out of I Dream of Genie. Is that what it was? What? Listen, here. Okay, let's think about it. Let's think about it. How long was Jeannie in that bottle? I don't know. For Five years. years Five goddamn years. Okay. And that was his boy, okay? He was the only one that knew Jeannie was in the bottle. No one else knew. Not the colonel, not none of their friends, none of that. Now, Major Nelson was a square. He was scared to tap it. But Major Healy, baby, he let him know, I'm going to get some of that magical you just pussy. just tuned in Okay, that's what's going right back. here. Right here. This right here is uh, all the stuff you didn't know I'm that was happening. With the sitcom. Some of that magical pussy. Oh. ding a bung bing <laughs> ding a bung bing That's how she did a ding a bung bing Okay, not the boing, but the bling. ding a bung bing Remember Bewitched? There she is. made everything big except for his ass. Okay, if you can make shit bigger, what about Darren? What Darren? You could have had a better relationship <laughs> with your husband. What the you world? Put well, where did this go? Twinkle that goddamn nose and said, listen here. What you was blessed with ain't enough. <laughs> so what? I'm a twinkle what the hell is going on with this? Can somebody help her? <laughs> she had to call Dr. Bombay. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Bombay, Dr. Oh What's going on? Yeah. Oh and what was the mother's name? 
Agatha. Esmeralda. Esmeralda. <laughs> Agatha. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, baby. Those are the ones, those are the sitcoms we need back because they were fun. Like, they were fun and they were entertaining and and it was, you went on a ride. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to fucking think. <laughs> that is. You, you, that is. You just. It was just a great. I remember. But it was thoughtful uh, at the same time yes. because some of the things they they if you threw the laughs, it did make you think. As you said, mm-hmm. when you watched the situation with the young child who was uh, uh, men, uh, physically challenged, allegedly. <laughs> And then, you know, it's all a scam. I think that's why the kids, whenever they see these infomercials that come on, they be looking at the side out like, I don't believe that. Right. Our children. Like, like I don't I don't believe that. And and they really they taught you about life. A, a lot of times you hear a lot of bad things about um television and why it's so bad and why you shouldn't watch it and so forth and so on. But humbly, it's a part of information in society that's very important because it shows you at those specific times, my three sons, it shows you how people live during that time. Leave it to Beaver. That was my first understanding watching. Eddie Haskell was the guys around the neighborhood, even though he was a white boy from middle America. He was the guys in the neighborhood that would talk politely to your parents, but behind their back, he would want to bust a motherfucking window out. And you like, wait a minute. My, you like him? That's Eddie Haskell. So you got a chance to see the wow. dynamics of what you were going to experience. I never understood, once again with the women, I never understood um, Beaver and his brother how... They went through this period where we don't like girls. I'm like, I don't, I did not, I never understood that. I'm like, why don't they like girls? But see, our kids now, they try to, except for David, okay? Listen. Except for David. He, everybody, they try to pretend like, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. Why are you embarrassed about that? So it was just so many questions <laughs> that it would leave you asking and making you think about that. If you were fortunate enough to have people around you to have that discussion, you could have learned something. If not, you kept it to yourself, and then you're watching Monique and Sydney's open relationship and these things that you never knew transpired, like the professor and the relationship between the <laughs> professor Gilligan and the skipper. While all the time, Thurston Howell fucking all three of them. Oh, you wouldn't have known that Gilligan. if we hadn't tuned in. But and Monique nobody want to talk about it. Come on. Gilligan, was, Gilligan was passed around too, then. Gilligan was passed years. around, baby. He Listen, his job was to make them motherfuckers happy. Okay? <laughs> Though we on the Stranded Island, your goddamn job is you're still, not gonna, not you got to make like people you're not gonna around here like that. goddamn You're not going to pass him around happy. like that. You know, when, and when you go over the sitcoms daddy somebody put webster remember webster like we forgot there's so many we just forgot about that was so rich and so beautiful and when i say you didn't have to think let me let me let me let me try to explain myself do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it you didn't go into it with the thought of i'm getting ready to get a deep message it just happened Mm -hmm. now when you see sitcoms they put them on there like Mm -hmm. and this Episode and they, they said nigger. How will we react? And this episode, they said fag and dykes. What will happen? It just happened. Yeah. Like it wasn't when Debbie Allen played the fuck out of that junkie baby on Good Times. Come on oh, now. Yeah. When Velma ran out there and said, it was, but it was a subtle. 
Right, so but it, it got wasn't. To the end. And when she jumped out that window, but even the way the way it was advertised, it wasn't advertised. We're trying to ram it down your throat. Well, they did say JJ's something about his girlfriend, but it was the prom thing. Yeah, you know, Penny. Oh, I didn't even know that was Debbie Allen. That was Debbie Allen, baby. Yeah. When they went to get married, she played a good junkie. Well, yeah. she, you thought she was a junkie? I didn't know that was Debbie Allen. That was mm-hmm. Debbie Allen. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh it's like goodness. when you think back, when you go back to Lewis Gossett on Good Times, Lewis Gossett played, played Thelma's boyfriend yeah, and, and Lewis Gossett brother. played Florida's brother. brother. Yep. And when they had to go up to that school and they was trying to tell him that Michael wasn't going to be nothing, he said, you got the wrong one, baby. She was like, Wilbur. <laughs> now, you can't keep jumping up in here like that <laughs> on these people. Then when he was Thelma's man. Yeah. Come on. The old man. Yes. So... I mean, it, it was just so rich and so beautiful. When you saw Keith slap the shit out of Thelma on Good Times after he had been drinking, it wasn't played like no dun 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 dun. But at the end, remember when he said, hey, baby, I apologize. Mm-hmm. And she said, I owe, you one. I owe you one. Bam. And she slapped the shit out of him back. Every woman around the world said, right, she ain't talking about I'm leaving you. I'm packing my shit. I got to go. Listen, we had a hiccup. You slap me in my goddamn face, I'm going to slap you back. Now we're going to keep on going. Even as a little girl, you watching that, and you hearing women talking about that situation. Oh, she need to leave Keith ass. But you saw that woman stay right in there with it. Now, I don't know what happened after they got out the project. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it made, well, it ended there. Okay. It just got, they got out the projects. Come on now. Come on. If you look at the time periods, you can just see how things have changed and those things that have stayed the same and how the the reins in terms of perception have loosened up to some degree over time about what women are able to do and are not able to do and the resistance that you receive now. Like there was a level of resistance that – Despite the fact that there was always people that may have been accepting of homosexuals, there was a time period where it was okay in people's mind to call someone who was gay a faggot. But then, as time progressed, people start saying, the same people that would have said it at one time, somebody introduced them to the understanding, like, nah, you might not want to come at them like that. Like, that's not socially acceptable anymore. And you see these things over time. The word nigger, they said nigger on the Archie Bunker. They now said they, nigger on the Jefferson. They said it on the Jefferson. They so, said nigger on, on good, good times. Time, time, right, but now they call it the <laughs> N-word. So, <laughs> it's interesting how they would and in real life they say the word nigger they don't say the the n-word but norman lear was brave enough to have dialogue that sparked conversation that allowed people to say the things that are on their mind and you talk about it you deal with it and you see how that television had a way in shaping the way we think as people Mm, you know what was another one and we up in the 90s and I can watch this sitcom, and I could have seen every episode at least 20 times. But when I watch it, it's as if it's the first time, and that is Martin. Oh, yeah. Baby, yeah. listen here. Absolutely. The other day, the episode was on yeah. when he was the karate instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to show them. 
some moves, but he owed Kenji. Kenji the money, and Kenji wound up whipping his ass, baby, and taking his money. But what made Martin so amazing? Martin Lawrence followed all the way through. Whatever scene he was in, that brother, he he drained that dish rag till it was no more nothing in it. Like he got every drop out. He was so committed. So when you watch him right now, you know the line he get ready to say. Right. You know what he get ready to say, but you laugh like you are Shanene. Uh-huh. Listen here. Miss Payne, Mama Payne, the little boy at the door, the police officer, the security guard, and that cast around him. They were all so brilliant because everybody shined. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like everybody shined. But Martin was so in the stratosphere by himself that when he went, he was gone. But you know what? It's a lot like I say the cast of Seinfeld. Everybody in their own right on Martin had talent. Yes. You know what I mean? To do other things. And you know, you, you can't help but um, applaud when you see Tashina Arnold doing yes. her thing still and rocking. And, you know, the whole group, whenever you can see them. But it was that type of foundation where you had people around you setting you up. And they were funny, too. Just like when you watched Seinfeld, that was a funny show. It was good. right, yeah. You had to pay attention yeah. to it, and then Seinfeld was a show where people are paying to paying attention to the little nuances in life, and they're speaking to them in an exaggerated exaggerated form and fashion. But you could appreciate them because you know a Kramer. That's weird as all get out, but do anything for you. You know the lane, the whole crew that was around him. So yeah, man, it was like that was that type of environment where you could appreciate everybody in the cast. We up in the nineties, and we're gonna go to this amazing sitcom about this little black girl that loved to write, and her name was Moesha. Baby, when well before we even go to Moesha, let's go to a sitcom named Thea. Yeah. With Thea Fadal when we oh, first I met know. Brandy Norwood yes. Yes. and Yvette Wilson. Yes. And we got the chance to meet yes. those characters. And what made Thea so real for me, she looked like me. And she was this woman who didn't take no mess, and mm-hmm. but she was full of love. And she worked in that grocery store, and she let them know, baby, don't come in here with no shit. But she had it going on, and she was this woman trying to struggle with her family, trying to find love. And it was just so real and so honest, and you loved it. And then from that show came this young lady named Moesha. And I think what Moesha did for little black girls around the world, we only want to say America, but when I tell you how that show airs all over the world, what she did for little girls of color, she gave them a different perspective. Mm. She gave them a different outlook because Thelma did it first for us. Mm -hmm. Thelma was that for us because Thelma was a writer. Velma was a dancer. Velma was smart. Velma wanted to go to college. Velma was fashionable. Velma had boyfriends. Velma was that for Velma us. Velma had a lot of boyfriends. Velma, okay, she could have slipped into, but Velma <laughs> <laughs> was that for us. Brandy Norwood was that for that for her generation of little girls. And but for me, the comedic breakout on that show 
was a young lady named Countess Vaughn. Mm-hmm. When I watched Moesha, baby, I couldn't wait till this little pudgy little girl was going to come up on that screen named Kim Kimi. And listen, I remember one time my feelings got so hurt watching goddamn Moesha, and it was the episode where they thought they had clicked Kim off. Mm-hmm. And she was still on the line, and they was talking about how she shouldn't wear certain outfits because she was big. Girl, they was carrying on so bad. My little feelings were so hurt for that baby. But it was one of those shows. Though it was a sitcom, the way Sarah Finney Johnson dealt with topics, I thought was absolutely brilliant. You know, Dee was a stepmom, and you watched that whole dynamic, and it wasn't always pretty. You know, like like Brandy had to let her know, you're not my mother, bitch. I need you to back. But Moesha, I made it personal. <laughs> Moesha had to let her know. So I mean, it was it was that richness of those shows, and 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 I think that's what's missing. You know, the sitcoms that just made you excited and happy, and you couldn't wait to watch them, and you couldn't wait for them to come on. The Wayans Brothers, I'm going to tell you something. To me, that was one of the stupidest shows ever made in creation, but it was funny as shit. It was just funny as shit. It was like, what are they talking about? Because John Witherspoon, I don't care, whatever he touches. Whatever he touches is, is gold. In living color, gold. You know, so it's just so much richness in our yesterdays. I think that if we brought some of those back, the vibe and the energy of society could get different. And I enjoyed um, Moesha because it was um, a family that you could relate to, and it was a little bit different. Like with the Cosby show, you could appreciate it during the time because there were no shows on where you had a quote-unquote professional family, if you will, that was... Um, you know, on on TV. And then when you saw them, you're like, wow. But at the same time, when you look at that in comparison to a Moesha, there was a level of appreciation you had for the Cosby show, but then the evolution of seeing people that have problems that you can relate to in Moesha where, with the Cosby show, and now we know... And, and watching it, just there was a level of reality in the Cosby show that you watched that made you think that they was perfect. You know what I'm saying? And mm. it, it was appreciated at the time, but then the evolution of you seeing Moesha where they have real concerns, like this is a blended family. This is um, a man that works at a Saturn dealership. But they making a decent income together. What was her profession? She was a principal. She was a principal, you know, and they were learning life lessons, and what made it perfect was that they showed their imperfections but show how they worked through them. And there was no one person who always had the answer because the husband had to rely on the wife for answers sometimes, mm-hmm. and the wife had to rely on the husband, and the children had to rely, and they had to rely on Moesha for that answer. So it was like you got a chance without the Cosby Show, without the Jeffersons, without the sitcoms that came before, you know, you wouldn't have had that. I think now when we watch television and we see the sitcoms there seems to be a gimmick towards it you know it's more gimmicky to catch you in the title without the um the stories being as simple you know just keeping it really simple i think another great sitcom was what's happening Mm -hmm. oh no question what's happening baby was 
when you watch those three beautiful young teenage black boys, you knew them. You knew the mama, and nobody has come close to what that young lady, D, brought to the screen as a child actress or actor, period, because she was so authentic and so raw and so real and just so real. You just fell in love with that baby, even when we see her as an adult. And what's so interesting is we were, we were what city were we in? The recent one. Memphis. We were in Memphis. And when your sitcom goes into syndication, you stay that age forever. You never age. So when kids see me now mm-hmm. and they go, oh, wow, and these are little kids, and I'm almost like, how do that baby know me? Because I'm too old for that ch- well, because they see the Parkers. Mm-hmm. And in their mind, the Parkers is airing right now. It never went away. Mm-hmm. It's brand new to them. It's Lucy. What Lucy was to us, we didn't grasp when we were kids that I Love Lucy was uh, uh, repeats. We didn't grasp that the Mickey Mouse Club. I used to like Annette Fulicello, too. Ooh, everybody did. Everybody Daddy, loved you, her. You like all these exotic. Uh, no, I didn't think they, that's what was provided to me at the time on television. You got okay? that you had. But I didn't realize that that was, they were repeats. Cubby, he was the drummer yes. from the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, little stuff like that. Just like the places you go from back then, and they help shape who you are now to get a different level of appreciation for the shit that we watch today. That's why we wanted to talk about it. Just the the sitcoms from back in the day, those sitcoms where I'm not really a big fan of DVR. I'm really not. I'm not really a big fan of technology and all this new technology. I'm not a big fan of if you call me, goddammit, I'm on the phone, it's going to be busy. Call your ass back. But now you can click over and then click over and click it. It's too much technology for me. I liked it when you knew it came on 8 o'clock. You made it your business that you had to be home by 8 o'clock to watch the sitcom. And then you couldn't wait to go to school the next day to say, did y'all see the episode? Did y'all see? Mm -hmm. And you talked about that all day long or whatever that thing was. Let me tell you, the realest TV, goddammit, that's ever been shown on TV was when James died. Baby, listen here. I was so mad at Florida because I didn't understand. Why is she not crying? Like, why aren't you? What's wrong? You walking around here acting like everything is okay. And, 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 and Thelma and J.J. and Michael is going through it. And Walona, she don't know what to, to say and shit. But then the reality hit her baby when everybody left and she was in that kitchen. I can't even talk about it. She threw down. She get up. Oh, there you go. That's how I get you. Cause she then it, it hit her like, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. I know it was just a show, but it's just like in that moment, you know, it was like Florida lost James. You know what I'm saying? Like in that moment, it was like, man, but shit. And and y'all can't see that Monique is getting choked up about this, but this is part of the psychosis that makes you a great actress because your ass will get into it in the moment, action and scene. It's real. It's real. Part of your life, yeah. One goddamn penny, mother sent them uh, to drug dealers and whores and shit up in the house, and they was uh, trying to set Walona up. And the whole time, Walona had that tape recorder going, baby, and we all knew it. We was like, "Yeah, what the, the iron? What he? She stepped to him with the iron. Didn't she burn her? I believe she burned her. <laughs> Raggedy bitch, I don't. 
Man, okay. Right. Right. But that's how you feel about Clifton Powell. So you, we understand. I, exactly. I mean, you know what? I'd be willing to shed tears, too, over Clifton Powell, where he had did to Lorenz Tate and dead presidents. Lorenz Tate had came up the steps. He had two bags of groceries, and Mr. Powell had punched him down in the face, down the steps. He punched it down in the face, okay? Bam! And he fell backwards down the steps with the bag. That wasn't Clifton Powell. It was Clifton Powell. Was, I will never forget that. An, he was playing a part. It was the person It was Clifton he, Powell. He did that to know, him. He did that to him. Clif- he had a Clifton name, Powell man. did that to him. He had a name I in the world. I seen it. You not going to tell me what he did. What and was it his hurt character's me. name? It hurt me. It hurt me now. If Monique can cry about James and shit dying, it play. But she's saying I can be James. Hurt. You're using the real name. It was name. Clifton Powell. He did it now. <laughs> I seen him. He was behind all of that shit. Cuddy was that nigga's name. Cuddy. Cuddy. It was, so it was Cuddy. Not God, then your price is way too high. You need to cut it. Come on. Shit. Okay. Oh, oh baby. Man. Sitcoms from back in the day. And, and. <laughs> Fan of song Esther Rowe played the maid in the movie. Where does that? To kill a mockingbird. And yeah. just yeah. and yeah. just thinking about that whole crew, that the the type of actors they were Come back on. then, they were not acting. They were really living in the moment. Cause after the goddamn credits rank uh, uh, roll for Sanford and Son, a good time. This is how you know it was good. You wanted to know what they was doing after the shit, yes. after the show was over. Now, what they getting ready to go do now? Yes. What they getting ready to go do? You believed it. You believed it. You, when, when you cut it off, you felt like Florida was still in the kitchen yeah. cooking. Yeah. James was, JJ was over there doing his artwork. Michael was trying to fight for some right. kind of black power or justice. What was going Velma on? Velma was back there. And the, there was a lot of niggas living in that house now. Because, a lot. Hey. Because, <laughs> because, the because, and the baby, that was a two bedroom you had Florida and James you had Michael and JJ you had Velma then Keith had a nerve to move his ass in there everybody everybody Everybody. and Walona never knocked she didn't Walona just came in so okay don't do it okay okay Okay. don't do it stop it how about this? Because she can already say well, you, you know it. You know it. You know it. What about this? What I was going to say, Lee? What you get ready to say? Tell me what I was going to say. and James. Like, what was and, you? And, okay. and Florida. Come on. <laughs> Florida went to church, and she told her her Bible. What you so did not see was did. them ever take their ass to the church. They never talked about going to church. Well, we she never seen them on Sunday. We didn't. It was always yeah, during Yeah, Walona just week. walked her ass up in It was there. always they during was the friends. week. They were. They was friends. And. In the, she ran the ran the risk of running to James with his boxer shorts on. But see, James yeah. wouldn't run out there with it because then that was Thelma. Shit was tight around there. So that's the way it is. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense like with the honeymooners. If anybody can remember the honeymooners, which was back back in the day, yeah. if you can remember in your mind's eye, the door to the front door, it opened outward. Meaning, when they walk in, like the regular people, your door pulls Open. in. When they came in, the door opened outward. So that, what's his neighbor's name? Norton. Norton. Norton come in, hey, you know, and pull the door. And I was like, wait a minute, how come doors don't open like that? But I noticed little shit like that. But the relationship that they had 
it kind of superseded the little peculiar things that just didn't make sense. Like, how come his door is always open? We know that on good times, they lived in the hood. Why would that door always be open Ever alone it could just walk in? Well, the hood was different back then. We just suspended our disbelief. That's we all did, we did, because remember that time Mad Dog mm-hmm. had shot Mad the Dog. shit out of JJ. And James was getting ready to whip his ass, baby, but that Mad Dog process. mother came. Yep. And Mad Dog mother say, I wish you was dead like your father. Who was Mad Dog's mother? Trivia points. 50 points. You ready? Trivia. Kick it. Mad Dog Mother was Mad Dog's mother. <laughs> you gonna hit me with that? You gonna hit me with that? Now, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, but no, Daddy. It? No. Mad Dog's Mother was Mary Alice. No. Mary Dog's mother, if I'm not mistaken, was uh-uh. Donna from Sanford yes, and Son. It was Donna. That played Sanford, Fred yeah, Sanford's girlfriend. Woman. That was Mary Mad Alice Dog's was the mother. one with all the babies and and um, Come on. Thelma, she had the baby in the house, and Thelma was trying to hide the baby from her, but yes. she decided she was going right. to keep her baby. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, she looked old to be having all them. Babies. Well, that's probably what baby, but what she was still doing. Okay. okay, there you go. Okay. See, they let us know about it in the projects. Okay. okay. This was, come on, y'all. We talked about it today. We hope that it made your spirit giggle and your heart chuckle and just made you feel good about just thinking about yesterday. Going back down memory lane. Come on. See his photograph. Okay. It kind of made me laugh. Do it. It took me way back. Go on now. Where? Huh. Back down <laughs> memory lane. Hold up. Hold up. Did you do the cabaret? <laughs> Hit him with the cabaret laugh. <laughs> that, that laugh right there to shut him down and let him know life ain't really that hard. Hit him one more time with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I sing my songs. That. You sing it, goddamn it. I sing my songs. You sing it, baby. I sing my songs. Because this is what old back in the day sitcoms make you do. It'll make you sing your song. Remember, Tebow, Mama killed him. Mama killed him. Tebow. Get it. That's one of the classic songs <laughs> from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tebow the clown. Trivia. Tebow the clown said he didn't want us to pray. And there it is, baby. You want to take us on <laughs> home? <laughs> we want to thank each and every ear that listened, each and every eye that watched, and we hope that you're passing the word on. If you like what you're hearing, you like how it's making you feel, let somebody else know. Don't be selfish with it. Wrap it up in the gift and say, listen, y'all, click on the play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Do it. And let's have a good time in the listening. That's it. That's all we do. That's all. And like my daddy said, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. My name is Monique. And I'm Sydney. We love y'all. For free. <laughs>